Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you've just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Dr. Leonard N. Smith and the Mount Zion Baptist Church of Arlington, Virginia, invite you to worship with us Sunday mornings at our 7.30, 9.30, and 11.30 a.m. worship services. Join Dr. Smith for Sermons from the Mount on Sundays at 6.30 a.m. Visit our website at www.mountzionbaptist.com where you can learn more about how Mount Zion is becoming a kingdom-focused church. Remember, Sermons from the Mount, Dr. Smith on Sundays at 6.30 a.m. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. 
Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community. A program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, kids' and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today based on God's love for them will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. And all of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage, or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com, or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page, and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Or if you'd like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you today. Next up, we're going to be talking with Sharon Holland of Young Lives DC. We just heard a little bit about Young Lives, and now we've got Sharon Holland to tell us a little bit about what they've got coming up in the near future. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm great, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's great to have you back again. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a long time. So tell us a little bit about what Young Lives have been doing out there in the field thus far. Okay. Let me just tell you a little bit more about Young Lives. Um, Young Lives is about laughter, friendship, Mm -hmm. and eternal life. And Young Life is also about loving teen moms in the midst of their circumstances no matter what they're going through, we kind of serve as we come alongside to provide them with love, hope, and just kind of friendship. And um, we offer them parenting classes. We just expanded our location to Virginia. So yes. we currently have our parenting classes at Mount Zion Baptist Church located in Allerton, Virginia on Glebe Road. And as we speak, I'm currently at the parenting class. So if you hear oh. a little noise, it's probably <laughs> babies running up and down the steps. All right. Very good. And you guys also, um, not only are you just doing good work and impacting the lives of um, families all over, um, what you're doing here is you're looking to raise some money for an event that you have coming up this summer as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, absolutely, Michael. We have um, a walk, our annual 5K walkathon, which will be um, held on June 26th, Saturday, coming up really, really, really soon at the Fort Hunt Park, and that's located right off the George Washington Memorial Parkway, 8 o'clock a.m. Again, that's June 26th, the 5K Walkathon. And the purpose of the Walkathon is to raise um, funds for the young girls to the moms and the babies to attend summer camp. 
which we would take over 50 girls, leaders, and babies to New York. Lake Champion is a summer camp for um, teen moms. So it's kind of a time that the girls would get away from the city, get away from the noise and the hustle, and actually get to hear the gospel in an unconditional way. So we're excited about the walkathon. Summer camp would take place August the 4th through the 9th. So we, again, um, are asking folks to get involved with the walkathon, or if you're interested in learning more about Young Lives, we definitely invite you to visit our website. Again, the website address is younglivesdc.younglife.org. Or you can give me a call. My cell phone number is 571-276-0401. That's the best way to get in touch with me. Great, great. And tell us, where's the location for the Walkathon this year? The Walkathon is Fort Hunt Park. Um, it's located off of George Washington Memorial Parkway in the area on C003. So it'll be a designated area for um, the walk. And that's Alexandria, Virginia, right off of um, the George Washington Memorial Parkway. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful area out there. Well, that's great. Yeah, and so the um, purpose of, I just want to add, the purpose of um, hosting the Walkathon in Virginia is because we just recently expanded the Young Lives Virginia component. And so this is kind of like our kickoff celebration so that we're able to um, bridge the community so that they can kind of come and see um, our community can come and see what we're actually doing as it relates to um, building the lives of these teen moms as well. Wow, wow. And um, I, I'm looking forward to being there. I um, hope to join you guys there and um, just to um, show my support and um, maybe even bring along some surprise guests for you guys as well. We'll see how that works out. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about um, the walkathon. How does a person go ahead and register and become a part of that? And um, how is it that the walkathon raises money for um, young lives? Okay, well, uh, the registration fee, of course, we need you to register, and you can register by going online. Again, the website address is younglivesdc.younglife.org. Registration fee is $25, and included in the $25, you will receive a um, T-shirt. And also, we are seeking um, corporate or business sponsorship. If you're unable to attend the walkathon, we definitely invite you to go online just to make a one-time donation towards these efforts or if you're not interested in the walkathon, you can sponsor a girl to summer camp, and the cost of the summer camp is 450. So we encourage you to support the teen moms because for most of them, this will be the first opportunity that they will have to leave um, the D.C. metropolitan area. So the summer camp is located in New York, um, Glen Spa, New York. So again, uh, we're looking to just go deeper with these girls so that they will be mm -hmm. exposed, educational, mentally, spiritually emotionally, um, they will have some level of growth, and they will come back changed as well as challenged. And when you say that these girls, it will be the first time that they've had a chance to get away, you're not talking about since they've been in the program or since they become moms. You're talking about in their life. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of the girls um, have grown up, as you know, too fast, so fast. Uh, mm -hmm. Last year we had a 12-year-old girl to participate in the program. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking at the age of Bobby Jacks, Hula Hoops, Nail Polish, but this young girl uh, was a product of incest, and she began to come to parenting class. And for a lot of them, the experience of childhood, they don't know what it looked like to be a child or a kid because, of course, they have the responsibility of others. Mm -hmm. right. So we um, encourage folks to also volunteer, become mentors to come alongside of these girls as friends during hard times and just to support them, not to judge them, 
but to just kind of give them, um, offer them hope, even in a world of um, hopelessness. We provide uh, resources for the girls, um, not just tangible things, clothes, maternity clothes, but also um, career development, housing. So whatever the need is, uh, we help them with child care, help them find a job. Uh, if it's a need, most of them are in a survivor mode, so we're right. always looking to partner with um, corporations and businesses to go deep with these girls um, because ultimately if there's no young lives, they become homeless or on the street or become prostitutes or get into drug scenes. So it's very important that we have the funding to sustain the ministry long term as well. And I've had an opportunity to actually meet these young ladies and, um, you know, the love that they have for you and about the program and how much it's done for them in a time of crisis. It's just amazing. And you can really see that what you guys do is good work and it's much appreciated amongst the, the youth that have had an opportunity to become a part of the program. Absolutely. And actually, Mike, let me just share something briefly briefly with you. A lot of times people will ask me, Sharon, how do you determine – or measure the, the success. Well, when you change a life or transform a life through hope or the parenting classes or the mentoring service just by being a friend, that's huge. That's the measure of success. It's not about the numbers of statistics. We had a teen mom who was in a group home. 85% of these girls are court-ordered, which means they have to come to parenting classes. So we had one particular young lady came through the program about three years ago. She was in a group home. At the time, she was 15 years old eight-month pregnant, her boyfriend had just got shot by another female. It was a mm. violent death. And so she came through Young Life program very, very angry and upset and bitter and didn't really want to be there, you know, just angry, just very angry with the world. Her grandmother had passed, so she was very mad. And so we um, just loved on her unconditionally and walked her through some pain and hurt and just served her, just served her through the love of God. And from that three-year relationship, this young lady is currently enrolled in college. Mm. So that's how we measure success. We come alongside right. of them and love them unconditionally, and we just keep showing up. The uniqueness about Young Lives is we're relational. So whereas, you know, social service or other agency may do pampers and milk, and that's all cool, but for real, these girls are in a survivor mode. So being in their life on a regular basis, which includes the mentoring services, being a friend, is huge because we're not going to give up on them. We're going to just walk alongside of them and just show them a, a better way out of life, other options. Right, right. And, and you guys have become a friend, a mentor, a mother, and um, it, it's just amazing that the work that you've done with these young ladies. And um, and it really is giving that child a future as well, because if you can help a mother, you can help a child. There's no way Absolutely. to separate the two. And um, I, I just feel like this is one of the most important works out there that we can um, reach down deep into our communities and make a difference. And yes, just... because we, we provide child care too, Mike. So the kids, when the girls come to parenting classes, as we speak, I'm at parenting classes, we provide mm -hmm. them with dinner, um, child care, so that they can have 90 minutes just to relax and chill out and just know what a healthy family looks like. So we're not just lecturing and facilitating classes. We are modeling Christ. We're showing them what the love of God actually looks like. You know what I mean? So it's not mm -hmm. just book knowledge or information or revelation. It's how, how, do, how do you um, get a job? We help them with resumes. We show them how to dress professionally. You know, how do you fill out a job application? So 
we're in it to win it. We are. We we consider ourselves again these girls' GPS. You know, we're gonna go alongside of them to provide hmm. direction, hope, love, and support. And the child care is so so important. So we're always looking for volunteers. If you're not interested in mentoring, maybe you love the baby. So it's always something that you can um, um, become involved with, as well as donor, a monthly donor. Um, you can partner through us um, by financial support. That's very important. We also partner with um, Mount Zion Baptist Church, as you already know. So um, that's <laughs> interesting. Partnership is huge. Um, Charity right. Baptist Church and several other churches um, in the D.C. Uh, PG area. We host parenting classes in PG, D.C., as well as Virginia. So as we're currently serving over 200 girls, we know and recognize that the needs are always greater than the resources. So we're always um, reaching out, looking to partner to build our community and be a one-team mom at a time. Oh, that's great. It's just fantastic. And um, the information, too, as to how someone could become a volunteer as well and what's required of them, um, of course, you can call Sharon directly, but that information is on your website as well? Absolutely. That's very good. And, and give that website address again. Sure, that's youngfondsdc.younglife.org. So if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, whether you're in um, D.C., Maryland, or Virginia, there's an opportunity to, for you to reach out in the community that's close to home. So I would just implore you to really think about this. And um, if you're thinking about giving um, and being a part of something that will make a change in our community and the lives of children, this is a, a great way to start and to, to make an impact right away. And Sharon, I just want to thank you for the work that you do, and um, don't let me forget this. Send reminders, emails, and everything, <laughs> and give me a phone call, because I definitely will have to be there again. And, Absolutely. Um, my schedule's a little hectic, but I, I will definitely be there. I'm in Virginia, so it will make it a little easier for me, and um, yeah, it's more than just a day in the park. But um, Yeah, and the girls love hanging out with you, Michael. They love the camera. They love the microphone. So we are <laughs> so excited to have you join us this year. And bring your friends. <laughs> oh, we'll do. We'll do. We'll, we'll try to bring um, a whole bunch of people down and, and um, get an opportunity to hang out with you guys and support your um, walkathon as well. Thank and, you so much. And was there anything else you needed to add, Sharon? No, actually, I'm just excited that the community has the opportunity to connect with Young Lives. I think it's one of the best-kept secrets, but the only way that we're going to grow is that you become involved. And this is um, community building, and together we can make a difference as we transform lives. And I just encourage you to go on our website and learn more about Young Lives because no one is exempt from teen pregnancy. Everybody knows someone that's pregnant or have someone in their family that has become a teen mom. So, again, community is coming together, making a difference, and we are unable to become successful without you. So we encourage you to get on board and join this amazing journey. And, again, you can reach me on my cell phone, 571-276-0401, or you can, of course, again, visit the website, younglivesdc.younglives.org. And thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. Thank you, Sharon, and look forward to seeing you again real soon. And you just Thank have you. a great one. Be blessed. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Dr. Leonard N. Smith and the Mount Zion Baptist Church of Arlington, Virginia, invite you to worship with us Sunday mornings at our 730, 930, and 1130 a.m. worship services. 
Join Dr. Smith for Sermons from the Mount on Sundays at 6.30 a.m. Visit our website at www.mountzionbaptist.com where you can learn more about how Mount Zion is becoming a kingdom-focused church. Remember, Sermons from the Mount, Dr. Smith on Sundays at 6.30 a.m. Ready now. Okay. Hi, this is Michael Fordham, and we're doing another Man on the Street edition of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I'm talking with Mary Kate DeCosi, and she's driving the Oscar Mayer Mobile. I guess that's what you would call this contraption. What is that, Mary Kate? <laughs> it's the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. It's been around since 1936, and there have been between 10 and 12 different versions of the Wiener Mobile since then. Um, the two oldest versions are no longer in existence. However, the oldest one you can see is the 1952 Wiener Mobile, and that's in the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit, Michigan. And right now in 2010, there are six Wienermobiles driving around the country. The one that is right here in Washington, D.C. is a 2004 Wienermobile. And then there are two 2009 Wienermobiles on the road as well. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about Good Mood Mission and about the mission of Good Mood Mission. Yeah, it's a great thing that Oscar Mayer has paired with Feeding America. And we donated 2 million pounds of food to Feeding America, which helps all hungry Americans in the United States. And if you go to goodmoodmission.com and you just finish the sentence as to why you're in a good mood, then Oscar Mayer will actually donate another pound of food every time you say why you're in a good mood. So you don't have to donate money and you don't have to donate food. We're just trying to spread good moods around the country. And by doing so, Oscar Mayer donates food to Feeding America. Oh, sort of like another take on random acts of kindness, exactly. but um, yep. with more of a purpose. Yeah, awesome. definitely. And that. it's also great because Kristen Chenoweth, um, and also Ty Burrell. So two celebrities have been a huge part with helping us with this. Um, Kristen was a celebrity guest host on American Idol. She's been on Broadway and Wicked. Um, and then Ty Burrell, of course, is the father on Modern Family. Um, so he's nice. very popular. <laughs> also a fellow Penn Stater. Um, so he's a great, great guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. So what's next for you guys? And um, tell us about the um, this tour of America or the, the cities that you guys are doing. Yeah, it. so the way it works is with the six Wienermobiles traveling the country, there are 12 hot doggers, so two hot doggers per Wienermobile. And we're in one region of the country for six months, and then we switch regions and switch coworkers. So my partner, Dijon John, and myself have been on the East Coast uh, since January, and I've been to 28 states in one year. Um, so it's wow. been an absolutely incredible experience. I can't imagine spending my year after college any other way. Um, I've actually, in the first seven months, saw 14 out of the 15 states I had never seen before. So it was really cool to see a whole new part of the country. Um, I absolutely fell in love with the Northwest and the people out there. And it's so fun being back here on the East Coast where I'm from and showing family and friends the Wienermobile um, <laughs> and just seeing their reactions to it. So it's, it's been a blast. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it is very amazing looking. It looks sort of <laughs> spacey and yeah. whimsical at the same time. Is it is it difficult to drive? It's actually not at all. We went to two weeks of training. It's called Hot Dog High and um, <laughs> we have t-shirts that say Hot Dog High alums and <laughs> during those two weeks we learned media training, crisis training, drivers training. We had over 40 hours on the road. Um, so we had lots of fun with that. They actually have us get two vans for rental cars 
and we black out the windows with newspapers and we have to go through a driving course with the vans twice and pass it and then we do it with the Wienermobile twice since you obviously can't see out the back of the oh, Wienermobile. No so camera that really in the helps back us. or anything? There is a camera in the back but the other hot dogger actually gets out and helps the other person reverse so we don't even really use the backup camera. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, besides that, how does it handle on the road? Really well. We came down to D.C. <laughs> the other night and pouring down rain, and it was fine. Um, oh. We're usually driving during the day. We've got windshield wipers. Yeah. Um, it's really good in the snow. So oh, really? Yeah. A, well, yep. it looks very aerodynamic. It's but aerodynamic, I actually. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. It does. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I'm sure you guys get a lot of it tension, maybe cause a couple of traffic jams, and I'm sure the kids love it. Yeah. yeah. Some and of our favorite reactions come not only from the children, but also from 70 and 80 year olds who remember it from yeah. back in the day. Right. Um, and we know that we're making people's days and sometimes even their weeks. And mm. we've had so many people come up to us throughout this year saying, you know, I'm having a really bad day or a really bad week. And you've just totally made me smile. And we know that that's one of the best parts of our job. Wow. Now, does the horn play the Oscar Mayer Wiener song? <laughs> it does. The, oh. <laughs> the actual horn is the actual horn is just a horn on the steering wheel, and then oh, we have a okay. button to the left that oh. plays the first line of the jingle. Can you do that? <laughs> Please, please, I please. I can yes. Okay. Do you want me to do it for this? Yes, yes. I okay. want to record that. All I'm right. Gonna so pause you're gonna want to okay. Okay. Give <laughs> me a thumbs up when you're ready. All right, I'm ready. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Awesome. request card if you ever want to request the Wienermobile for any of your events just email that website oh awesome wow well Perfect. one of the charities I'm working with they're having a walkathon <laughs> coming up very shortly so maybe I you know. guys could actually come down for that that would be yeah that would just be great. email that and tell our boss what, what the event is and they'll uh -huh. definitely be able to tell you awesome yeah well thank you very no much problem. I appreciate, I appreciate you taking time out today no problem and again this was okay. this one doesn't have your name on Mary Kate DeCourcy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary no Kate. This has been Michael Fordham with another Man on the Street edition of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Sounds good. <laughs> you all I ever wanted, ever needed. It took me some time to realize it was food you was feeding, and it's good for my soul. I receive it. It breaks my heart to see you on the cross dying, bleeding every word out your mouth. I receive it when you crack the sky. Can't imagine how I feel when I see it. It's your spirit that replenishing. I need it. It's because of you. I could do all things and achieve it. Your grace and your mercy keeps me. If it wasn't for you, where would I be? I'd be probably on my last leg. I'd be probably sleeping in my grave. But now I got life in abundance. And that's because Christ gave me a chance. Now there ain't no way that I'm gonna lose. I win in the end, no, because of you. Is you, is you. All I ever want is you, is you, is you. All I ever need is you, is you, is you. All I ever had is you. But I can find 
like his, that's one of the kind And there ain't no one who could come close To Elohim, he's the Lord of hosts Mighty to save and deliver When I call on him, he answers I find no fault in the Lamb who comes through I can count on you It's you, it's you All I ever want is you I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation, and yes, believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day, and with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at bridgetofreedomfoundation.org 
Or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I just wanted to let you know that during the next few months, Healthy Kinder Incorporated will be running its Give 5 campaign to raise money for childhood obesity prevention programs throughout the metropolitan area. Please visit the Give 5 campaign page on the website today at healthykinderkids.org to learn more about how you can make a significant difference in the lives of our children. Please share this message with your friends and family members to support this very important and worthy cause. Even their children can benefit from the Healthy Kinder programs. We encourage you to contact your congressperson and state representatives and ask them to support President Obama's health care reform plan. Prevention is key to the survival of our future generation. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day for a measure of truth. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And next up, we're going to talk with Dr. Astro Webb about childhood obesity. Dr. Webb, how are you today? I'm well, Michael. Thank you for inviting me to your show. And thank you for joining us this evening. And um, tell us a little bit about the, the issue of childhood obesity in America today. Well, Michael, as you know, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of talk about childhood obesity. Um, this is truly one of the most complicated problems facing the medical community today, and uh, particularly so because there are many young children who are being diagnosed with diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and many of the other diseases associated with obesity. Um, and we do know that with the rising cost of health care, it is also very important to address it because most the average, most Americans actually pay uh, at least 25% on covering child care costs. And so um, at, oh, childhood obesity is certainly an, what we call an epidemic in this country. And when you know that one in every three children are overweight or obese, um, we have to absolutely do something. Um, otherwise, these children are set up to have many complicated chronic diseases by their early 20s, um, in which case, of course, they will be um, at risk for being blind, having limbs amputated, or having all of these heart, uh, heart attacks and so forth at very, very early ages. And, of course, that will be even more impactful on the healthcare system. Right. I think it's wonderful that a first lady has actually chosen to lead the national campaign against childhood obesity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. A, it's a major issue, and um, you know, it, it's it's really a problem because our children just don't get out and exercise as much as they did when we were children. I mean, it's totally different. Everyone's visiting each other at home, playing video games or on the computer, and it's just not the same um, atmosphere. And parents aren't involved enough as well to get their children to get out more often and to exercise and to, you know, make sure that what they eat is a a healthy diet, something that will support um, them in their growth and development and is nutritious. Yes, pretty much. And, you know, 
know, Michael, one of the things that we know in order to address this problem effectively, we have to educate people, and people have to be aware that childhood obesity is a problem. And we do know, like you've mentioned, um, that the, the, the two major causes are actually unhealthy eating habits and lack of physical activity. And we do know that, you know, today um, we do, there are a lot of fast foods. Um, people use that in terms of dinner instead of the traditional home-cooked foods because we have so many working mothers. Um, and as a result, the children are eating out more, but the cheaper foods in most of the restaurants are the unhealthier foods. And so we really have to get our children eating more fruits and vegetables and drinking a lot more water. Even if they just made these minor changes, it would do so much in terms of reversing this issue. And then, of course, the issue of not playing, like you said, you know, we are in a technology world where these kids spend a lot of time in front of the computer, they play video games, um, and we have to get them, like, uh, you know, they say in the First Ladies campaign, keep moving, let's move. Um, and so we have to instill this. But one of the great things, I think, with this coming out um, now is that there are a lot of schools who are actually trying to put physical education back into the schools. Um, unfortunately, they are now offering it where they offered it at no time during the week. Now they are trying to talk about one day a week. That's still not enough. We have to do better. We have to encourage five days a week at least during the school mm. week. And, um, and if, if, we, if a parent knows that a school is not doing that for their child, then I think it's the parent's responsibility to try and do more things with the children in the evening when they come home. Um, and like you said, you know, in terms of instead of going to friends' homes and playing video games all day, maybe an option would be inviting friends out and they do a group walk through the zoo or do, you know, go and see the museums or something that's educational, but at the same time keeps the family moving. Um, because, you know, all children look up to their parents as role models. And if parents get involved with the children, it will make such a big difference. It will impact the entire family. Right, right. And one of the things, too, recently in the news that they've been talking about a lot lately is, um, as a matter of fact, in New York City, they were thinking about banning salt mm -hmm. in restaurants because apparently we're taking in quite a bit of salt and sodium in our foods. Absolutely, yes. And and that is uh, one of the things, you know, that one of the reasons the restaurants do that is actually to help them make business. I mean, the thing is, what we know is that sugar and salt drives most people to eat more and drink more. Um, and really, the one thing that does quench your body, fruits and vegetables, have a lot of water in it. Um, and when you drink water, it also helps. So all of those things would actually help reverse it, which is why it's not a bad idea to consider banning, you know, the preservatives from the foods. However, I think, you know, it, it should be in moderation. You know, we still should be able to enjoy the tradition, you know, the occasional salt foods and, and so forth. But I think it's a great idea, especially where there's a major epidemic, and you know that these overweight people are going to certain fast foods and certain restaurants. I think it's very important to encourage that. Um, because if the parents aren't going to do it and uh, the children are not in an environment um, where they can exercise that responsibility to make healthier choices, then the restaurants are now have, must work with 
the with Congress and, and with everyone involved with this initiative to do their part to help reduce the risk of obesity. Yeah, yeah, we really have to do our part, but I think the most important part, again, is in educating the children as well as the parents and helping them to um, develop a plan to, to go against um, the the trend that is in fast foods and even restaurant foods mm-hmm. nowadays that are um, unhealthy for children as well as families. Mm-hmm. And um, you have a, a new guide and a new book that's coming out as well. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Sure. I actually wrote a book called Secrets for a Healthy Generation, Understanding Childhood Obesity. And this book was written so that parents, teachers, as well as students who can read um, can get a better understanding about what childhood obesity is um, in terms of a disease. There are a lot of people who hear childhood obesity. Um, it just means to them fat kid. Um, and there are many parents and, and even teachers themselves um, who think that, well, I'm already overweight and I'm not, you know, impacted health-wise in a drastic way and the kids will outgrow it. But the point is it's a lot more to that. And so this book was written in a very simple way so that people can understand why it's such a great concern. Um, They get a better understanding of what's causing the problem, better understanding of how it can be resolved in order to prevent, you know, a health epidemic. Um, And so it's, um, it's been reviewed by several physicians, some teachers, students themselves, and it has really educated a lot of people. And so in the book, Michael, I actually have several tips um, that people can use. Uh, there are some family members who will not seek outside help for their children. They feel guilty that their kids are overweight and they don't know what to do. So it's a wonderful resource for those families to be able to read um, or individuals can sit and, and read and work through it and, and do the different activities and suggestions and it will make a life-changing difference for the kids. I'm really excited about it um, because it is to the point where people can understand. It is not designed to, you know, for um, those who already understand it a great deep depth about research and so forth. It's really designed as an educational book. Mm, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And that's important because it is it is geared towards the children as well as the parents, right? Correct. And it's... Mm. Really, it's written in terms of the, the obesity problem with children, but it also the tips in there and, and so forth by even working with your children. Things like how to shop and, and secrets about how to immobilize healthy, a whole healthier home environment, even healthier school environment. Um, those things are all in there. And um, what it does is it really helps you understand what you need to do in terms of your part. Um, so it's a really great um, resource for, like I said, people who cannot get to like a healthy kinder program or a program where they offer programs for children, um, how you can actually use it in your home. And then in the classroom setting, uh, it gives te- teachers a, uh, an idea of what they can do in the classroom settings too. You know, so it's comprehensive in terms no. of... Mm-hmm. 
That's great. And Astral, um, I'm sure people have figured out by now that you're from the Caribbean. And um, <laughs> based on how you were brought up and the types of healthy foods you ate, um, it, it must have been just a shock to you know realize that you're going to bring up kids in this environment because you've got two beautiful kids as well. And was this one of the driving forces in you trying to to to, to create a, a a process and a method and in, uh, a book to educate people on how to do better? Absolutely. Well, you know, Michael, my whole passion with childhood obesity started because I had children. Um, You know, this future generation is their generation. And, you know, I thought about the reality, what if, you know, um, the parents don't outlive, if the children don't outlive the parents, what's going to happen to their generation? And being from the islands, um, one of the things that we do a lot is nonprofit work, but that is natural to us. And so um, that's how I got involved in starting a, a nonprofit organization. But in terms of um, writing the information, like I said, the, the problem is lack of education about the issue. And so, you know, we offer through our Healthy Kinder programs, we do offer programs to parents and so forth, but there are a lot of parents that we can't get to. Um, so that's why I actually wrote the book in order to help people and educate them on what they can do. And so, you know, even though I'm not um, actually fully in Trinidad and Tobago, which is originally where I'm from, I wrote the book so that anyone, no matter where they are in the world, can actually use it as a resource also. So this is my passion. This is my drive. And like I said, the the most important thing is education. And uh, but you have to relate it in a way that people can understand. Because if you use terms that are technical or you talk about individual pets, a lot of people don't really understand, and then they're not able to help themselves or help their children. And um, you know, we love working with children, and so that's one of the reasons it's written in a very simple language, so that even the children themselves can take that initiative, read about it, and understand what can happen to them and then that would help them adopt healthier lifestyles. And then they can teach their parents. And then they can teach their parents. And Absolutely. That would be That's right. Mm. Well, uh, Dr. Webb, um, tell us again where we can actually um, find the book and um, how people sure. can actually get this in their hands. Well, actually, we're doing um, – the, the books are not right currently offered through stores, um, but we we will not. What we will do is, if people want to order, but they're welcome to send an email um, to either a w e b b m d at gmail dot com or contact Healthy Kinder um, at Healthy Kinder at gmail dot com, or they can call toll free through the eight hundred number. That's eight hundred four three zero one four two one. And then we can find out, um, you know, how many books they need and so forth, and they can get the books immediately. Oh, fantastic. And um, last year you did an event as well. Um, Tell us a little bit about that, and do you have something planned for this year as well? Absolutely. Well, what we try to do is every year we do try to do some community-based project um, where it impacts several people in the community. And last year we actually did something called a wellness explosion, and it was located at one of the giants in District Heights, Maryland, that has a community center. It was a wonderful event. Um, The kids learned about healthy eating, about portion sizes, about reading labels, 
Um, they had various forms of physical activity. There were one or two um, groups that would came in and did dancing and drumming. We had a yoga instructor come in, and um, the kids had wonderful serving demonstrations of what healthy foods are, including healthy treats like from Rita's. And um, it was a really wonderful event, and the children actually learned a lot. Even the parents who attended, they also learned a lot. So this year, what we're going to do is um, a different location, but this time we're actually trying to use a sports complex. And then we're going to bring the kids into towards this gym session, and it runs the same, pretty much the same way. There will be food demonstrations. So the kids will learn about healthy eating and so forth, and different forms of fun exercise activities. And this we plan to do throughout the summer. Um, and we've had a couple of schools actually approach us and recreational centers to also run some mini programs through their sites. And so that's what we're looking forward to doing this year. And with the national campaign against childhood obesity, there's a lot of, you know, everyone is now, they want to get involved with um, providing programs for children. But I have to say, Michael, I, you know, I want people to understand there is a difference between preventing childhood obesity and fighting childhood obesity. And mm. I think because this is a great problem, uh, there's a lot, a lot of people are doing great things to prevent it, which is great, teaching kids about eating healthy and exercise. Um, but my concern is for the kids who are already overweight and what we're doing for these children. And so that is where the fight, the real fight for childhood obesity comes, when you can help these overweight children become, you know, healthier in their lifestyles, and eventually uh, they'll become so healthy that they're no longer in that category of being overweight or obese. Right, right. And so those are the kids that we are geared to, which is one of the reasons I actually I wrote the book. It's really designed to hit for those children. Um, as a you know, it's it's great to prevent it, but it's also really my you know most organizations should also be aware we have to fight for the kids who are already overweight. Also, I think sometimes they got they're forgotten. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thank you, Ashley, and um, Dr. Webb for all the work that you do and just focusing on this um, this this um, problem in itself. Um, Considering as a pediatrician, you could have gone a number of different directions. Um, it, it shows your fortitude. But um, and um, I just want to thank you for taking time out. And we do want to check back with you. Um, do you have an event that's up and coming planned as yet? We do have an uh, an event, but um, at this time, what we can do is ask people to go to healthykinderkids.org. Mm-hmm visit our website, and we will actually list all of the events. We're still trying to confirm the number of locations and dates and times. So, um, but they will be done um, as, uh, starting the month of June, so just soon. Okay. <laughs> but the last part of June. Um, so as soon as school closes, we're going to be able to have a lot of community-based programs. So people can just visit the website and check in periodically. Feel free to sign up on the mailing list and they will be prompted for the events and the actual dates and locations. Excellent. And what we'll do as well is as soon as you have something that's nailed down, I'd love to have you back on, and we can go ahead and give the details and the location and times and all of that. Okay. Sounds great. And this time I'll be there. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a measure of truth. <laughs> That's right. I, I promise I will be there this time, Astro, and wow. um, we'll um, be um, just looking forward to um, seeing you do what you do and uh, meeting all the kids and the families that you've been able to touch their lives. Well, thank you very much. And um, we'll be right back after this. A few weeks ago on my way home, I was stopped at the traffic light just before entering my neighborhood. And I was thinking to myself just how much better my commute was than it was the day before. Earlier that week, I took my usual shortcut behind the mayor's office. And my wife and I saw Mayor Adrian Fenty in his new smart car. He waved to my wife and I but I couldn't get my camera out fast enough, and I missed a great photo opportunity. So on Thursday, being better prepared, I tried again. But the weather was bad, and of course, so was the traffic. And I got stuck behind the mayor's office for over 20 minutes. When I got home, I was so beat, I went straight to my office and got myself a 40-minute acupressure infrared heat massage. And that brought me back to life. But today, traffic was a breeze. At the traffic light, I happened to look over to the car next to mine, and I saw a beautiful three-year-old little girl staring out of the window from her car seat in a daze. I smiled as I thought about how wonderfully simple our lives were back then when we were children. Then she noticed me, and she smiled back, and I looked away to see if the light had changed, and when I looked back again, I smiled and saw her looking at me, and then she started laughing hysterically, only the way a three-year-old could. So I laughed, and she laughed, and the light turned green, and I waved goodbye and proceeded home. As I was driving, I thought to myself, if that would have occurred yesterday, even after my 90 minutes in traffic, that would have been all I needed to snap me back to life. A three-year-old smile versus my expensive massage bed. The kid wins every time. On the drive through my neighborhood, I had an epiphany. How many things have I placed in my life to make up for not taking the time to really enjoy all the simple things life has to offer? Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Many of us have forgotten how to enjoy and appreciate the little things or even the small steps of our accomplishments or the little likes in our relationships. Or the small things that bring us joy in the pursuit of things that would bring us greater happiness. We have become impatient and always looking ahead to the thing that we perceive to be the source of our happiness. Webster's defines joy as the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Look, be careful in life that you do not lose your joy. Research shows that if you do, loss of good health is not far behind. Take time out to enjoy the little things in life. Rejoice in reliving life's joys through sharing them often with others. And take a moment to relax in your moment of peace through your joy instead of the empty pursuit of pleasure. If you ever lose sight of life's joy, take every step in your power to reclaim it as soon as possible. Your first step to reclaim true joy in life is just to look to God. He's always willing to show us his glory to all who are willing to seek. Just take a moment and look around you 
and you will see his joy everywhere. But if you still need a starting point, look in the eyes of a child. The younger, the better. There you will find true joy, or in other words, joy and a measure of truth. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. We're back on again with Dr. Webb. She had a little something extra for us. Dr. Webb, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Michael. Okay. Well, yeah, Michael, I wanted to let you know that Healthy Kinder, our nonprofit, is actually a member of the Healthy Kids Coalition. Um, this is an alliance of over 25 organizations that are committed to fight the childhood epidemic problem. And um, the co-chairs for it are Mr. Gary Flowers, he's the president of Black Leadership Forum, Dr. Ife Williams, the national chair for National Congress of Black Women, and Alma Morales Riojas, and she is the national president for MANA, which is a national Latino organization. Well, these three co-chairs are working closely with Michelle Obama, as well as members of the Congress to help develop a coordinated strategy in order to fight the epidemic. And so I wanted any of your listeners to know that if they're affiliated with an organization or, or a group that can actually help make an impact, whether it's through ideas to help strategize so that our First Lady and our Congress is more aware of what they can do to help, you know, they're welcome to visit the HealthyKidsCoalition.org to sign up and become members and learn more about how they can actually help make it more of an impact. And so it's a really great group of collaborators who are really making a difference. Wow, that, that was pretty important. I'm glad you um, remember that. Absolutely. And, um, and hopefully, I'm sorry, go right ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, they should visit the website and they can learn a lot more about the coalition as it stands. It is, like I said, a group of national you know, organizations is committed to helping on the, pro the problem. So, and give that contact information again for the sure. coalition. Uh, the website for them is called thehealthykidscoalition.org. Okay. So if they Google that, thehealthykidscoalition.org, they can find out a lot more and sign up potentially to become a member. Excellent. Very good. Well, I'm glad you came back, but um, we're out of time, and it's time to close the show. But we look forward to talking with you again in the near future, and um, again, thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Michael. Okay. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or anything, situations good or bad, friends or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.
stations out there. They always got something to say. <laughs> sure. But uh, not this station right here. We don't just got something to say, y'all. We got the truth. So can you hear me?